Welcome to tomorrow's Leader Spotlight. I am John Laredo, your host and CEO of the Laredo Group. It is our mission to help leaders tap into the unique skills that help them transform their own life, the organizations they lead, and the people that they influence. Everyone is a leader, and leadership is learnable. If you'd like to learn ways to take your leadership to the next level, stick around at the end of the episode. I'll give you some easy steps to take. Or if you'd like to be a guest on tomorrow's Leader Spotlight, I'll share with you how you can apply. All right, let's get things going. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Reader, your host. I got a great guest for you today. I've got Stephen Nally, who is an entrepreneur, a business owner, very successful, a veteran, and also an author of several books, most recently, uh, Relentless Pursuit. Uh, Stephen, great to have you. Thanks for joining the show. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you and I were chatting before. Those of, that are listening don't see the video, but you have a backdrop of some of the best books you've read and including the ones that you've written, which is fantastic. So let me just start off real quick. You, you're passionate about leadership. I know. I can tell. Um, you've written a lot about it. What what is What has gotten you so motivated or passionate about leadership? Well, I, I think leadership is the cornerstone of business. I think that, you know, I have an old saying, if someone can lead, I can follow. If they can't lead, then I'll lead. I mean, someone has to lead uh, in order to get somewhere. I also say that if you're a leader and you're walking down the street and there's nobody following you, you're just taking a walk by yourself. Mm-hmm. And somebody has to cultivate a business plan and, and, and execute a business plan. There are many different styles of leadership. I don't really... Uh, promote one over the other, but I think the most important thing is is, is trust and reliance. Meaning, uh, if you want people to follow you, you have to get their buy-in to whatever your objectives are. And if you can't get buy-in, then they're not going to follow you. So without leadership, we really don't have industry. We don't have an organization. We don't we don't have a country. We, I mean, I, I don't care what it is in family if we don't have leadership. You know, then that's a broken family. Yeah, absolutely. And I always, I, I, I'm a big believer. Everybody's a leader. It's not just you being in a yes. position to lead or any or a title or anything like that. You're leading yourself, which is oftentimes the hardest person that you're ever going to have to lead is yourself. You talk a lot, I know, in your book. You talk about uh, in your in your work, and you've obviously lived it about how you drive behavior change, how you really get on a different path, change kind of the course of direction. Right. Um, talk a little bit about that. I mean, what is what goes into that? You got people now where at the beginning of the year, they've got goals for 2022. They may want to kind of get to the version 2.0 of themselves. What are the things that they need to be thinking about or doing that's going to help them make that change? Man, that's a great question because every time at this time of the year, I go to the gym, which I go to the gym seven days a week. I go to the gym, usually starting about January 2nd, places packed. Everybody's wearing the new gear. They just went out and got, everybody started the new diet. And usually by about February, the second week of February, we're back down to our normal numbers. Right. And, and, and I think this is why. When we talk about making change, we have self-imposed change, and then we have non-self-imposed change. Self-imposed change means that I decide I want to lose 15 pounds. That's self-imposed change. Non-self-imposed change or forced change is COVID. COVID hits, it affects our business, it affects our life. There's nothing we can do about that. Uh, Discipline is the key. 
number one, we have to know what it is that we really, really want, what we really want. That's, that's the key. If you say you want to lose 15 pounds, first question is, do you really, really want to lose 15 pounds? Because that theory is going to get tested as soon as the adversity comes. The second thing is you have to have a compelling reason why you want to achieve it. I mean, there's got to be a reason why. I love it when people tell me I want to be rich. Well, that's an outcome. Okay. That's not a compelling reason why that's not going to get you up in the morning and keep you up at night. That compelling reason why for me is my children. That's my compelling reason why dad has to appear to be Superman at all times. You know, dad cannot stumble. And the third and most important factor when you start talking about change is discipline. When we hear this word discipline, we think discipline, meaning trouble, you're going to get in trouble. If you do something, it's punishment. Discipline is the ability to sacrifice what it is that we want right now for what it is that we really, really want later. So let me put that in action for you. I decide I want to lose 15 pounds. I come home day two. My wife's got a 12-pack of donuts sitting there up on the counter. Now, I can get a donut right now. That's instant gratification, okay? Or I can forego that instant gratification, okay, and then get to my goal of losing the 15 pounds 45 days from now. That's, that's, that's it in a nutshell, instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. Most people, because of the way our brain is set up, and I'm not going to go into all of that. We, we love instant gratification. We want the success without the sacrifice, regardless of how big or how small, because our thought process is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I get the donut today, but then we start tomorrow. I mean, how many people in your life do you know that have told you, I'm going to go back to school, I'm going to lose some weight, I'm going to gain some weight, I'm going to do this, mm -hmm. and, and I'm starting on Monday. Oh, and then every time you see them, they're starting on Monday. Yeah. Well, that's right. the discipline part. Right. And it's not really that's a goal. It's a delayed, it's a delayed goal to give them present day satisfaction for being able to right. say in the future. The and one I thing say they didn't really, they didn't really want it to begin with, or they didn't have a compelling reason why right. to achieve it. And their and, 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 and their intention is good. What you said that really stuck out, you know, the donut example, what's what's interesting is people will it's not only the out if they if they if they uh stay strong and they have the discipline and they ultimately it's the outcome that they get, which is great, but it's also the strength that they get from being able to say no in that moment, because right. then the next time they're faced with that donut in front of them, it's a little bit easier. It's not easy, but it's a little bit easier because they know they've already done it once. They can do right. it a second time. And people don't realize it's all about that too. Um, and it's funny, you know, 7% of people stick to new year's resolutions. And I love your example right. too. I see the same thing at the gym and you're right. I think the same thing. I'm like, okay, just hold out till February. All these, this crowd will go away. What are the things that people need to do though? Like what's, what, what is, what is part of that involved that 7% that does actually stick to it? What are they doing differently? That's really helping them get to it that other people can't do. I'm gonna give it to you straight line. First of all, our brains have a default setting and that default setting is comfortable. Our brain wants us to be comfortable. Okay. I have this theory that we have to make the uncomfortable, the new normal, I meaning that becomes the comfortable give you a great example of that. And I tell this to any of your listeners. I tell this to everybody. I talk about it in my book. Go stand in the shower with your, with all your clothes on and your shoes, freezing cold. For the first 30 seconds, you will be freezing cold. But then something amazing happens after that. The water becomes warm. Now, mind you, the water hasn't warmed up. Your body has adapted because cold became the new normal. That, that became normal now. Being uncomfortable and wet became normal. Your body adjusts. So our 
Our brains have approximately somewhere between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% of those thoughts are negative. That's the second piece of it. So think about that for a second. 80% of our thoughts are negative. Okay. Well, that's a problem in itself. Well, why is that? Well, my thing is I swapped the word why for the word what. I don't ask why does my boss not like me? Why, why, why didn't I lose two pounds uh, after I did this run? Why uh, do I have a bad relationship? Why is a negative? If you ask your brain a negative question, your brain will give you a negative answer. Why is my relationship screwed up? Well, my brain's going to answer because you're an asshole or because she's a bad person, right? However, if I ask the question, what do I need to do to better my relationship? What do I need to do to get ahead today? I, I must ask myself probably 50 times a day, what, what can I do right now? What can I do right now? to move the ball forward on a multitude of things. I'm constantly seeing what can I do, not why. And then we have the hope versus the wish factor. People wake up in the morning and they say, man, I hope it doesn't rain today. I hope there's not traffic. I hope uh, that I get the promotion. I hope something good happens. I have the wish factor. I wake up every morning. I think, man, I wish somebody would try to take what I have. I wish somebody would try to compete against me. I hope, I, I wish that it does rain. Because if it does, then I know my competitors are going to be sleeping. And that gives me an edge because I can't be outworked. So to answer your question, now after I've laid that out, your brain has a comfort setting. It's a default setting to be comfortable. So mm -hmm. we have to make the uncomfortable comfortable, number one. Once you push through that barrier, okay, things get much easier because now you're used to tolerating a little bit of discomfort, and a little bit of pain. Secondly, you must have the discipline. And we talked about that to sacrifice what we want right now for what it is we really want later. Okay. But most importantly, we, we've got to stop looking at ourselves as victims or comparing ourselves to other people. Somebody asked me not too long ago and said, well, Stephen, you're in real estate and Warren Buffett's in real estate. I mean, how would you compare yourself to Warren Buffett? I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But here's the thing you got to ask yourself, go ask Warren Buffett how he'd compare himself to me. Because I tell you what, I am the best Stephen Nally that there has ever been. And I will continue tomorrow to be a better Stephen Nally. What shot does Warren Buffett have at that? So for me to compare myself to Warren Buffett, it's a no-brainer that Warren Buffett is much more successful than me, you know, in, in many categories. But I'm not trying to be Warren Buffett. I'm trying to be the best Stephen Nally there ever was. And there's a 100% chance I can accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think this is why change is hard for people, because sometimes change is not realistic. I use the example losing 15 pounds. That's a realistic goal. But sometimes you get people that come up with crazy stuff like I'm going to lose 120 pounds in 30 days. Yeah. OK, well, you just set yourself up for failure. That's number one, not realistic. Number two, in order to accomplish that, you're going to have to put your body in great jeopardy. Yeah. You know, exactly. it, it's just not realistic. But can you put together a 12 month business plan and say, okay, 12 months from now, I'm going to finish my bachelor's degree or 12 months from now, I'm going to get this promotion at work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to have to be in that every single day, mm -hmm. you know, chopping away at that and be on the grind. And, and the last thing is, man, you got to love the process. I'm talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, man. There are some days that, that life or, or days are just so bad for me. Like nothing goes my way. I literally hang up the phone and I'm laughing and going, you got to be kidding me. Like I can't get anything to work for me today. I love those days too, mm -hmm. because with every no I get, I know there's a yes around the corner 
So just let me get all the no's up front. I mean, literally, there are some days that I just literally think to myself, man, I'm afraid to even walk to get the mail because I'm probably going to get hit by a car. Like just life is not working for me today. But guess what? I love the process. So we're going to stay on the grind. We're going to keep getting these no's, you know, and we're not going to be deterred because everything starts with failure is not an option. And that's another reason why, you know, change is so hard for people because we think I did my best. Well, what exactly is your best? I say your best is you went until you became uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you quit Mm -hmm. because you thought that was your best. In my opinion, your best is that you start from a position of I'll die before I quit. Now, I I, I don't mean that metaphorically that you'll die. What I mean is there's no scenario I'm going to quit. I'm going to take these punches. I'm going to keep getting knocked down and getting back up and I'm going to will this thing to happen. That's my best. That's my best. Mm-hmm. Starting from the position of we don't give it the old college try, which I don't even know what that word means. I was talking to my son the other day. I didn't said, yeah, try very tried. hard in college, so that doesn't that doesn't yeah. mean much to me. Well, he said I didn't. I, he said I tried my best, and I said no, you didn't try. You didn't try because you quit. That's how I know you didn't try, mm-hmm. right? right? So we don't try anything. We set yeah. goals, reasonable goals, and we relentlessly pursue them, and we're constantly on the attack. Yeah. We, we don't try. We, we don't just go at it for 10 minutes and, well, it doesn't fit or it's not working. So we move on. No, no, no. You know, yep, I got exactly. this thing that I used to say to people when they'd say, yeah, I couldn't. And I tried. And I said, let me ask you a question. Did you eat last night? Yeah. Did you sleep last night? Yeah. Well, then you should have got it done. Yeah. You right, know, right. You didn't You're operating on it. You could have done. Yeah. So you got book- 24 hours in a day. Exactly. So your book, Relentless Pursuit, I know you're, you've got another book that's uh, in the works right now. Uh, and by the way, I love what you're saying about love the process because I I'm, I embrace that a hundred percent. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's the journey, and it's focusing on the progress you're making, not perfection. Uh, but I love the uh, the concepts of what you're talking about. So I'm guessing, obviously, a lot of that is in the book. Relentless Pursuit is available now. How do people get a hold of it? First of all, everywhere. Amazon. Just Google it. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I mean, we're number one, or not number one. We're number two on the bestsellers list for print at uh, Barnes and Noble right now. So great. Uh, awesome. You can catch it at Barnes and Noble. Matter of fact, foundation of principles to success is number two and foundation of principles and mental toughness is number four right now on the bestsellers list on Barnes and Noble or yeah, Barnes and Noble print. Outstanding. And we'll have all that in the show notes for, uh, for people. Um, any last words of advice for people? You got leaders that are at, you know, just getting into leadership. You get some people at the top, you know, running companies, What's one quick piece of advice you can give them? One thing that I found at the beginning of COVID and it serves till now is that good leaders communicate well. And that means good news and bad news. I had this the saying throughout my organization. I like to hear good news fast. I want to hear bad news quicker. Uh, don't try to spin it. You know, when COVID first hit, people were scared and, and, and not just scared of the virus. They're, they're scared of losing their job. They're scared of not having any money, not being able to put food on the table. There was a lot of uncertainty. And companies spent more time, leaders spent more time talking to their investors and not talking to their core staff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was communicating with my staff on a daily basis and saying, hey, here's what we know. Here's how this is affecting our business. Here's where we're at. Here's what we're doing to combat it. You know, and I was putting the bad news out there, too. I mean, it's just just constantly communicating. And I think every good leader communicates, Mm -hmm. you know, 
I, I that that leader that comes in the back stairwell or the private elevator goes up to the 13th floor to their office and never interacts with anybody. Uh, chances are that's a failing organization, meaning leadership permeates. I mean, there has to be communication. So if you're out there right now and you're a young leader and you're trying to figure out what your leadership style is, here's the good news. There's 30 different leadership styles. Okay. But all of them start with communication. They all start with communication. How do you communicate? Do you inspire people? Do people fear you? Because I got to tell you, man, that fear thing works for about 15 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. but you can only make somebody work just hard enough not to get fired. If you want somebody to go through a wall for you, then you you have to inspire them. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to do anything that you're going to ask them to do at a moment's notice. You have to lead from the front Mm -hmm. and it all begins with communication. And with communication comes empathy too. I mean, you got to, sometimes we progressively throughout our life and I'm older, you know, and have achieved a certain amount of status. You know, I can't forget where I came from or where I started because the bulk of the people that I'm dealing with are somewhere in that line. And when they have problems, you know, Mm -hmm. I have to be empathetic to that and say, listen, I, I remember when I was there. I remember when these things were happening, you know, to me, you're going to be okay. Or here's what we can do. Yeah. People want to be hurt, you know? Love it. So communication. Great advice, my friend. Well, uh, Stephen, uh, great having you on the show. Uh, for those who want to get more information on Stephen Nally, as well as the book, Relentless Pursuit, and his other books, we'll have all that in the show notes. Uh, feel free to uh, to check it out or go to Barnes & Noble where you can see the book. Uh, second on the bestseller list. That's phenomenal, man. Congrats on all the success, and thanks for joining us today. Greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thanks all of you for tuning in on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. As always, like, share, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. I always appreciate your suggestions on future guests as well as content. And go down below, give a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. John Laredo here. Thank you so much for listening to Tomorrow's Leader Spotlight. If you are a successful leader or business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit our website, johnlarito.com. Go right to the podcast page and right up top, you'll see a button that says apply here. If you got something out of this interview and you'd like to share this episode on social media, I love that. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, post it on whatever social media outlet you'd like to. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and also include the hashtag tomorrow's leader. I love seeing your posts. I love getting your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up. Ratings, reviews also go a long way to help promote the show and really do mean a lot to me and our team. Want to know more? Go to our website, johnlarito.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm all over the place. Uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.